Hello and welcome to the Beans Media Diary. I'm so pleased you decided to listen in as we've got all of these things coming right up. Yep. Speaking of the wedding, um, I thought that there's, there's actually an ulterior motive uh, that I wanted to be, to be on your podcast. Right. So I wanted to ask you. My name is Val Baines and I am your host. In every instalment, I'll be joined by a different person from the world of media, education, business and everything in between. So I promise you there'll be something for everyone. In this episode, I'm joined by Mick Klavitsky from Amber Digital. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very, very good. So I wanted to get straight into this. So give me a little bit of a background about yourself. Background, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, I've known you for your question. That is a good question because I've known you for years. Okay, let's start with Red Bear. Let's start with Red Bear. Okay, Red Bear. So, Red Bear is a digital marketing agency I co launched in 2011 right. and ran that for a little under four years, sold it in 2015 and retired. <laughs> and then kind of did a bit of a consultancy. Um, for the, for the following few years, um, kind of helped one business um, get a deal with London Luton Airport, helped one business turn over, uh, well, Cusick's turnover by over 20%, and then did a bit of consultancy for another company. They were preparing for kind of doubling their turnover. And during these um, jobs, I came across uh, the owners of Amber Print, which is a print business in Newport Pagnell. They've been going for over 60 years and they were looking to future-proof the business and attach a kind of digital marketing arm to it. So in May, April or May last year, we went into partnership and we launched Amber Digital. So it's basically me doing another market, digital marketing agency and we launched that, yeah, last year. So it's um, just over a year old now. Awesome. So how was that how was that process done then with you joining the Amber brand? Was there like negotiations? Was there who approached who? So how did that work? Well, I, um, so I met Andrew, Andrew Perry, the, the owner of um, Amber Print. I met him, I can't remember when, but uh, we, we kind of got talking and uh, it, it, when, when he mentioned Amber Print and how he's looking to the future of business, I, that kind of piqued my interest because obviously digital marketing. Um, of course. Is, is, I've done it before. So, but we didn't actually speak for at least maybe half a year. And then I just kind of gave him a call late, late 2019 or late 2018 rather. And just said, you know, is this something you're still looking to do? And he said, oh yeah, you know. So, so we met up in January, uh, 2019. And he introduced me to the other director of Amber, Leslie. Right. And yeah, for the first couple of months of 2019, I kind of put together a little plan uh, proposal for them of how Amber Digital was going to work. And yeah, we kind of had a few meetings over the course of a couple of months. And eventually, I think we started on, on April, we officially started in a partnership and Amber, Print, uh, Amber Digital was launched. Amazing. So moving back to sort of Red Bear, what sort of stuff did you, did you do with them? Red Bear... So we did websites, social media. Back then, social media was social media for businesses was relatively new on the scene. Okay. So there was huge scope for for kind of running workshops, training courses, getting businesses set up on social media, and kind of showing them the ropes of how they can utilise these platforms for their businesses. 
Okay. And I think those are the, the two kind of core services. It was websites and, and social media. Okay, cool. So in terms of like the work you did for Red Bear, would, how would you like get the clients? So would they, would they come to you or would you go to them? I suppose that question applies to Amber as well. So how would you go out and get clients? So I, I'm love, I love sales and okay. I, there, there are so many different ways of, of kind of raising awareness of your business and raising your profile and, and getting people through your doors. So with, with Red Bear, the thing I was most successful at was just going out. I would, we basically had a map and we'd just pick, pick a random place on the map and I'd just jump in my car and, and drive there and I'd just do a door to door and just walk into businesses and be like, hey, I'm Mick from Red Bear. Right. You know, what we can do for you. How's, how's your website doing? How's, you know, are you on social media, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I've, without wishing to sound kind of a little bit big headed, but from every single sales trip I made, I always came back with at least one new client. So wow. that's just to grow the business just by me being out on the road and, and bring back a client. With, with Amber, the, again, there are so many different ways in which you can gain clients. You can either go out, physically see them in fact we've gained a couple of clients that way when i kind of was in in certain towns i would just kind of um just do do my rounds after i had a meeting i just walk around an industrial estate walk around a few businesses on the high street and just pop in leave my card have a chat with the owners if they were there the you can also make phone calls you know you find businesses you can make a list of you know what you're looking for and find businesses with like not not best looking websites and just phone up and say hey this is what we're doing is this something of interest to you? I picked up a few clients that way. Networking is phenomenally powerful. And yeah. Amber is, is the marketing partner for one particular Milton, Milton Keynes networking group. And I'm a member of a couple of others. And it's a lot of people make the mistake with networking. They just turn up and they feel that they can instantly um, get clients. I mean, obviously, it's an, it's an ideal scenario. And that's only ever happened to me once when I've walked into a networking event and left with a client the same day um but it, it's just a, a process that you know you've got to get to know people people buy from people yeah of so course. get get to know them build the relationships and actually with with amber we're in a very fortunate position that at the moment the majority of our work is coming through from referrals i've not actually had any time to really do sales and go out there and pick up the phone because a lot of businesses come our way through through people just referring us. So you, if you do a good job for, for a few people, the word will spread. And if you're members of certain groups and communities, then you, you can very easily start to pick up work that way. That's amazing. So you talked about sort of like going out and I've spoken to you before about what you call touch points. So mm -hmm. what is that for people listening if they don't know what that is? So a touch point is basically any any point of contact with your customer or potential customer. So it could be, it could be a face-to-face -face conversation. It could be you giving them a piece of merchandise like a pen or a mug. It can be an email. It can be a social media message. It can be a blog post. It can be a letter, a postcard, literally any kind of contact between you and the customer. And the sales process has evolved hugely over, over the years. And this is kind of a, a whole topic in itself. Um, but basically, Five, 10 years ago, to make a sale, the average number of touch points was about four. You kind of you pick up the phone, is this something you need? Oh, yes, yes, I do. Please send me an email about your details or a quote. You send them an email, that's the second touch point. 
Um, you follow up the quote with a with a phone call. That's the third touch point. They say, "Yep, right. Let's um, let's meet up to discuss." The meeting is the fourth touch point, and they sign up. Whereas, because of the information age and how much information is available about your service or your product, the volume of competitors online, every, everything is just a click away. So those touch points have more than doubled. The average sales now made between the eighth and the twelfth or thirteenth touch point. Okay. And you've got to be making at least seven touch points for someone just to like consciously remember you. And the the scope, the the methodology isn't just to hound someone. And I know some some people do that and see that as a viable uh, sales model. Right, we're just going to be relentless and never give up. That's that's an immediate turnoff for for a lot of people. You've got to be you know be creative, be inventive. You know, have a you know message message them on LinkedIn, uh, follow up with a with a postcard, send them send them a letter, so give, you know give them a free pen, have, you know phone them up and be just be respectful of people's time and just continue that relationship so they they remember you and and avoid yeah avoid hounding them because you, you won't get very far at all with them yeah no and i think you saying that just shows the sort of level of like attention and law of and the level of commitment that you have to go to 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 try and get a client or try and get some business going your way yeah it's it's well with the amount of competition out there I mean when I was running Red Bear there was a, there was a fair amount of competition but now like every other business is a, is a digital marketing agency everyone is a social yeah. media guru and you know it's great I, I, I love competition actually there, there's several uh, other marketing agencies that we collaborate with and work with on, on numerous projects so I have nothing if it, it keeps you it keeps you at the forefront of the game and you it, I, I find competition very healthy, and I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh gosh, you know, we don't, you know, oh, they're they're the enemy or whatnot." But actually, if you if you find you actually have a conversation with them, you you might find out that oh, they're really good at this particular element of marketing. We're really good at this, so you know, when we pick up a client or when they pick up a client, we can we can white label this service for them. They can do this element of the project, and it works out very well because you know the client's getting. I'm a firm believer of everyone's got a very particular skill set, and um, yeah, if you, if you kind of do do what you're expert at and find experts that are experts at, at other things to do that, so you get the best quality of the best quality of the work done. Otherwise, the, the thing I find with, I mean, there's very little barriers of entry. Literally, anyone could yeah. tomorrow set up a marketing agency. All you do is set up a website, print up some business cards, and you're a marketing agency. Um, so. So yeah, as long as you the work that the work of what you do is is of high quality, then your business is going to last. Whereas if you kind of profess, oh yeah, we do everything, and a lot of um, for example, web development companies they they've started kind of saying, oh yeah, we do this as well, we do that as well, and they've been doing very poor jobs because they they try to they just spread themselves too thinly rather than focusing on on the thing that they're really good at. They've tried to do everything and failed, and that's how a lot of businesses creative businesses have gone under because they've tried to just they've not focused on what they're specialists at they've just spread themselves too thinly and failed yeah so what would a i don't know if you can answer this question actually but like what would a typical day look like for you because obviously being <laughs> yeah that's 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 why because i because obviously i know you do lots of different things how would you a how would you structure that day and b what would that day look like i try to 
I try to plot out my day and the thing I've learned is <laughs> always factor in some, some leniency. So I always have like a, like I factor in two or three things and then have like an hour or 90 minutes just of, of gap that okay. I know is going to, and on so many, so many occasions I've done like a time and motion study where I've kind of mapped out my day and I've mapped out what's actually happened and 90% of the time it's wildly different because you don't know what's, what's going to happen in the day. Um, and they're obviously, you know, it, I think it's, it's time management is so, so important and it's still something I'm learning to this day. And I think you've just got to bl block out time. And, you know, one of the wonderful things that we learned when we were at school was, was a school timetable. You know, you've got 9am, you've got maths, 10am, you've got PE, you know, then it's lunch or whatever. And w as we enter the working world, we kind of lose that and we kind of have this block of time and we don't, unless we structure it and determine. So I, I write down the priorities, like what are the top three or top six things that I absolutely need to get done today? And hands up, I will, there'll be 70% of days, I will, I will only get two of those things done or, or one because there's so much going on. But yeah, I think you it, just write down your priorities and focus on focus on those and just manage your time as, as, as best you can. And you may you may need to kind of just cut down on distractions as well. Yeah. Um, like, you know, switch off your phone for an hour. Don't don't check. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned um, over the time is actually don't don't have it. If you're working on a project or a proposal or, or work, just don't have your emails open. You could, as soon as it's 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 the human it's human nature. As soon as you get like a notification thing up, you're like, oh, what's that? Yeah, and you can get and then you get sidetracked and whatnot. So just block out hours of your day to write. This hour is I'm only just doing this and nothing else. And that's how you you're more likely to get get things done and have a productive day. Yeah. I speak I speak as if I, I I'm I'm all knowing and all productive, but I I can guarantee you that's not the case. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm still learning yeah. to. to my time better to, to just get the most out of the day yeah so like in terms of like managing your time being in lockdown and this COVID-19 going around the country that must have thrown it all into like disarray so how has being in self-isolation and being locked down changed for Amber Digital so what have you done to sort of still keep running and still keep working but also adhere to the uh, government guidelines we actually been in a very fortunate position where lockdown hasn't impacted us at all um what what essentially happened because we um you know our, our development team they guys work from home and i'm i'm used to working from home as well so it had very little impact at all we just carried on as normal and you know we communicate via all, all the diff all different platforms that we kind of communicate and we just carried on as normal and there was very it's it is it is difficult uh, it can be difficult at times when for example you know something usually takes 30 seconds when you can shout across the office and be like hey can you phone so and so and ask him this and that takes 5 seconds the other person's on it and and that's 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 done off your off your desk whereas if you have to send them an email can you can you email blow, you, you may as well have done that yourself and yeah. so there are things that that have slowed down slightly but in terms of the, the business model and how we operate, we, we've been very fortunate in that, you know, we don't have to, I mean, Zoom, for example, having Zoom meetings it's incredible. has made things so much more yeah. efficient. 
And it, it scares me because I love face-to-face -face contact. I love being in front of people and having a you know, human conversation. Whereas Zoom, you, you don't have to travel to a meeting. You've already saved time and time and expense there. Yeah. And you, know, you, you, you can schedule, whereas in a day you could schedule, I don't know, like five or six meetings. With, with Zoom, you could schedule, you could schedule 20 meetings in if you really wanted to, yeah. uh, because it's just so efficient. You're like, right, I've got another meeting and we're gonna click bye-bye now. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's great. Um, but I've, yeah, it does, it does get a bit, I, I did um, on a couple of occasions just go into the office, into an empty office, just to have a bit of change of scenery and and you know have 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 something different in front of me rather than um, rather than the four walls of my office. So. <laughs> Amazing. So just to like um, wrap up, I always ask uh, the people I'm interviewing uh, three questions. So the three questions are based on the past, present, and future. So we will start with the present. So what advice? would you give a 15-year-old you? So what would you say to a 15-year-old you? What would you say to him? 15-year-old Mick. Oh yeah, gosh. so what, what advice would you give him? Probably, <laughs> probably to stop chasing girls and just focus on like, quit, quit worrying about life and just, you know, just relax a little bit and, and yeah, just, just enjoy yourself more and just stop, stop stressing out. Just yeah. everything will be okay. And, and I probably would tell Mick, 50 year old Mick, to, to read a few books and, and kind of some of the stuff I picked up, like in my early 20s, I, I would have, it would have been great to have known them aged 15. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the present. So you've got a dinner party with three mm -hmm. guests. So it can be you and three other people. Which three people would you pick? So they can be a celebrity, non-celebrity, dead, alive, family member, non-family member, literally anyone you want to. So which three no, people I'm, would you go for? Well, I, I did wildly prepare for this because I have listened to, to, a few of your, <laughs> to a few of your episodes. So I, I'd pick Greg James. Oh, um, yes. Radio 1% now. Dylan Moran, uh, Irish comedian. So who's that again? Sorry, D Dylan Moran. He's a he's just okay. an Irish comedian. Hilarious, absolutely hilarious. He was in in Black Books and, and does stand up. Love okay. And I would pick um, Avicii. Of course, sadly, yeah. Sadly, no longer with us, but yeah, very fond of Avicii. So I'd I'd have him. Yeah, join no, you're you're such a big fan that you. <laughs> Um, so they were playing, so your now fiance's husband was playing that song and as he finished playing that song, you proposed to your now fiance, didn't you? Yes. Was, so, off the back of Vici. Uh, yes, my, my other half, um, her dad is in an Irish band and they do an Avicii cover and when, uh, when I asked um, um, her parents for, for their blessing, we went out for a meal. They, we were kind of thinking when when would when would be the right time to to ask, and I thought you know Christmas is just a bit too obvious, a bit too cliche, it's a bit too and and on the last day of November they had a gig on um, in in Bedford, and we just thought it'd be hilarious to because it would be the she wouldn't be expecting it at all on that yeah. night, and yeah they did the Avicii cover and I kind of took the microphone after that and. and yeah, got down on one knee and uh, here we are. She exactly. Said, she said, oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, imagine if she goes, oh yeah, by the way, she said no. So <laughs> luckily, yeah, she said yes, she said yes. Uh, so just to, just to wrap up, uh, a question about the future. 
So where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? So what do you think you'll be doing in 2030? 2030? Because um, yeah. I know one of your dreams is to own a castle, isn't it? It is, yes. And yeah, yeah I'm work, working towards that. <laughs> so over the, next, over the next 10 years, um, over the next 10 years, I think the... I think the focus will be definitely growing Amber, Amber Digital, getting it to, to a point where we've, we've taken on more people. So essentially all the roles um, that I'm currently, because I'm doing project management, business development, and, and running the business. So I'm hoping over the next 10 years, there'll be people, people in place that will be doing that and I'll kind of be able to take a step, a little bit of a step back and, and you know, do the things that I really enjoy, like going out and selling and, and doing the business development. And there'll be people in place kind of doing, doing all the bits um, that I'm currently doing. And, yeah, working towards the, the castle dream. Um, yeah. that, that, that's definitely on the radar. And I think, yeah, uh, it will be by this time next year, plus a few months, I, I would be married. So I think um, you know, over the next 10 years, they'll start a family. will definitely be on the cards. So, so yeah, it will be family, getting, getting very in, into a comfortable position with the business. And yeah, may, who knows? May, maybe that castle will, uh, will finally be there. <laughs> finally be there. Uh, I can't think of a better, better way to end. Thank you, Mick. I've got about the speaking of the future. Yeah, um, I've got a a question for you. Actually, That's, I'm going to spring this upon you. Wow. Okay, I wasn't so, expecting this. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of the future and, and yep. speaking of the wedding, um, I thought that there's there's actually an ulterior motive uh, that I wanted to be to be on your podcast. Right. So I wanted to ask you, will you be my groomsman? What? <laughs> God. I'd love to. Oh, I hate you. I... <laughs> oh, God. I actually hate you. Are you being serious? 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, mate, I'd love nothing more. Perfect. I hate you. <laughs> oh... I was going to do an outro, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, man. That is amazing. Yeah, of course I will. That's Oh, wow. I literally, I'm not speechless often, but I'm, I'm literally speechless now. <laughs> Crash the podcast. You have literally. Oh, man. Yes. No, yeah. A hundred times. Yes. Oh, amazing. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. I think yeah wow okay um yeah i'm just gonna end it then <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you to everyone listening um subscribe follow you know the deal um yeah and i'll see you in the next one Bye bye